is uh, we want to invite you in really to a conversation that we want to have about, about fatherhood, just about some of the, the, the successes, the challenges, the joys, the highs, the lows, and, and really a sense of, of God throughout our experience as, uh, as fathers. So we've got a huge range of, of father experience, age and stage, sitting up here on the panel. There's so much gold sitting on this stage right now that I just want to take a moment just to, uh, just to let you know who we've got on stage over here. Here, the birthday boy, age 32, weighing in at whatever he weighs. No, that's okay. We're ready to rumble. Uh, we've got Dave Crowder, business owner, dad, just a, a legend of a guy in our church. Bass Why don't we make player, Dave feel welcome talented, this morning? A Pathfinders leader. That's a whole true. We've got Pete Walsh sitting here in the middle. He's a, he's a rose between two other roses here. Pete's, Pete, Pete does kind of everything. He's G.I. Joe man. He's yeah. a policeman. He's, yeah. he's involved in the army world. But actually, he's an absolutely brilliant uh, marriage minister, minister oh, to marriages and relationships, yeah. yes. and actually runs a, a, a I guess, a, a, ministry. a ministry. Sorry, that's the word I'm trying to spit out here, yes. uh, called Real Deal Relationships awesome. as well. So we're good. we do have a relationship guru for real here. Exactly. And of course... And all these kids are here, which is awesome oh. to have, have the, the Walsh kids here. So welcome. Nice Walsh to have you. Hello. And Chris. Yeah, we already heard about you, Chris, in the last session. So we yeah. probably won't be talking about that in this session, but it's okay. No, oh, boys. Yeah. It wasn't recorded. I don't know. <laughs> and of course, uh, to my left here, our amazing Pastor John as well. So Thank why don't we welcome Pastor John here. this morning? Wonderful. Can I do a shout out before we keep mm. going? David LePage is this week the big 5 Is that the stand up, Dave? A great dad in our church. Five zero. We love you, mate. Happy birthday for this week. A great milestone. Fantastic. Well, gentlemen, as we get started, I propose a toast. Yes. What do we we uh, raise our glasses to dads. To dads. To dads. And uh, it's being winning dad of the year here in my family, one of the great joys of being a dad is training your children in the way they should go. And so I've trained my children that obviously you might say bottoms up. Is when you toast, or in Germany, that's a Prost. Prost. Prost, something like that. Prost. Yeah, that's good. And, but I've taught my kids as a genuine, so I hope this catches on. Dad of the Year Award is when we do a cheers in our families, it's up yours. Awesome. I'm not quite sure that's going to catch on, Dave. I think it should. Nice. I think. Thank you anyway. That's great. Hey, look, so we want to we want to sort of get involved, uh, have a conversation. You know, dads are awesome. Dads are awesome. And I, I, I sort of... I'm not sure what you're teaching our kids over there in kids' church right now. <laughs> Your kids come back from kids' church with a few uh, interesting sayings. That's perfect. You know where they came yeah. from, right? There it is. Yep, that's true. Well, anyway, dads are awesome. Yes. And uh, actually, on that, it is a, a great honour and privilege, actually, to get to lead the kids of our church. And I want to congratulate every parent here who brings their kids to yeah, church. So well good. done. Give yourselves a clap this yes, morning so for leading your family and your kids to the house, because that's how lives are transformed. You know, we're good at catching spiders. We're good at opening lids that are really tough to get open. And we do tell awesome jokes as well, even if I do say so. So I just love to have a bit of a chat with each one of us. I might start with you, Pastor John, just a little bit, you know, age and stage, a little bit about maybe, you know, your own experience as a son with your father as well. Yeah, look, I was uh, very, very fortunate. I had a, a wonderful dad. He was 55, I think, when I was born, uh, which means that those of you 55 out there, it's not too late. Uh, you can go again if you like, and uh, that's awesome. Uh, you're right. How old are you, Pete? 52. There we go, mate. You've got a few years to go. He's 52. Um, 
No, so my dad was a farmer, uh, which, which was great for me because it meant he was around. Whenever I came home, my dad was somewhere on the farm and I could go and hang out with him, which was great. And uh, a godly man, a very a peaceful, um, loving, godly man, and uh, from a generation that didn't necessarily express that love and emotion in words. Uh, I could tell that he loved me, but not so much verbally. And so, but I, I was just, I'm very blessed, very blessed. So that's me. Yeah, I'm very similar. To, uh, my dad was very similar, same generation. Um, yeah, you know, I knew that he loved me, but he was not one to actually express his feelings. I still doesn't to that degree, but um, a great man of God and gave me a lot of good values to live by. And I think he had a very impact initially on my life and the values of making sure that right. I stayed on the right side of, uh, of the law and within the, within the scriptures. And, uh, the right side of the law. I'm glad <laughs> about that, mate. It, it paid to get into the job. <laughs> and I think it's helped steer me. And, and obviously from that, I've learnt having spiritual dads yes. on how to develop uh, into the dad I am. And, and continue to develop. Awesome. Awesome. So I grew up in Germany. That's where um, my mum and dad, they met originally. Um, so he is a man of God. He took us to church every Sunday, so I was very blessed with that. He brought us up um, reading the Bible, listening to tapes about Bible stories. So awesome. that was ingrained in us, those stories, the scriptures from, from a young age. Um, when, I, when I was about 11, he passed away from cancer which, um, yeah, it was hard, really hard work trying to deal with that at that age, and then just really having a mum as a uh, father figure. So um, at that stage, we moved over here to Australia, but I never never really got on with, with that dad. I never had that connection with my stepdad. So um, in terms of father, um, I've always had kind of people older than me that God's put in my life. So he's looked out for me in, um, in my personal life, in, in business, in, um, in my faith walk. And um, that's just kind of reflected now. I just I, I spot Tony Sarage there. I go to his connect group. So those guys are nearly twice my age. No, nah, not quite. No! <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. I love you guys. But it's just, it's just stuff like that. <laughs> stuff like that where I'm blessed with um, middle-aged men <laughs> speaking into my life now. <laughs> no, but really. Yeah, you're right. No, just right. wise wise men being able to impart. And like, Experienced guys. Yeah, that's Experienced it. guys. But like just it. making time for me. So it's just a blessing how God's looked out for me in that. Fantastic. What about you, Dave? Tell us about your... your yeah, so, look, uh, I was pretty young when I was born, um, and so... Uh, look, it's funny, actually, because I'm obviously so much younger than the two guys on my left here as well. Um, not too much, but... But my dad was actually a lot like that. He, very godly man, but he's, he's, he didn't know how to express that. You always knew you'd done well with dad. If you got it, you done good, Dave. You're done good. And that, that was about it. What I do remember a, a moments with, with my dad that, that have stuck with me that I've tried to pass on to my kids, actually, and it's, it's, it's discipline, which we might talk about a little bit later, but, but the bedtime. And so every night before bed, dad would either read a Bible story or sing a song and pray. And it was that moment of going to bed, no matter what else had gone on in our family, and like any family, there's a lot of noise and a lot of stuff that can just happen and not go as you'd really imagine. But it would end in peace. It would end my day with a sense of just God's love as I drift off to sleep, which was really an awesome experience. So, Dad, very Fantastic. black and white. It either was or it wasn't, but moments there that pretty special, hey? Very good. 
So I'd like to start just having a look, really, and maybe have a chat with uh, with the the gold that's up here on stage, just about maybe some different parenting tips, and it might be at different stages of life that we're all into, because you know Dave's got two little kids, Pete's got grown up kids sitting over here, and Pastor John's got teenagers, and I'm sort of in the middle of the mix with seven, eleven, and thirteen. So maybe some looks and tips around you know practical parenting at different ages and for me I just throw the first one out there as being let me just let me just say this and you know so any young ears in the room you can interpret what I'm saying here door locks and loud music practical tip door locks loud music I let that sink in that's a practical parenting tip right there for mummy and daddy time <laughs> I'm just saying, the practical tips, get a lock this on the door. Like not so much the marriage seminar, but more the family fathering <laughs> session. So not how to father, it's not how your, to father. It's protecting your children. <laughs> not about growing your family. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, Dave, that's awesome. What was the question? <laughs> practical tips on parenting can, at different ages and stages. So on that note, one of the things, because I've got two under two and they're very, very time consuming, but um, one of the big things that um, I've learned from some of the guys that have spoken into my life is to, yes, they're going to take up a lot of my time, but um, to really look after my marriage as a priority as well. So tip. because if that's intact, then your children are going to be intact yeah, as well. Very good. So yeah. that's awesome. just one big thing that I've learned over the last two years. Awesome. I'd say for like little kids, so if we're talking some practical tips for little mm. kids, I think being really um, physically hands-on, which means getting down on your hands and knees, yeah. it means, you know, tickles, rough and tumble appropriately um, in terms of not throwing them around too much, so that's all part of the world. <laughs> yeah, 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 try and catch them when you throw them in the air. But just, just being physically <laughs> present, because I think you can sort of go, oh, will they remember, won't they remember? No, it's all shaping your kids for the yeah. future, being physically present, so yeah. that would be, that'd be a little hot tip for little kids. Yeah. Yeah, and I think um, for me, little kids, um, you do more directive type parenting, which is basically you, you manage their life. Mm -hmm. But once they get into that teenage years and onwards, those days go. And, and you, it's not that I ever wanted to be a friend with my kids. It's more that you become like their coach or their, mm. like exactly. a mentor. And it's somebody who speaks into their lives. And I think uh, for me, it was, uh, it's, it's taking them on that journey. And that's, you can't just tell them to do something because, especially when they're 22, 24 and 26, right. they're definitely not going to do that. Mm -hmm. And it's about trying to shape them to be the, what they're meant to be. And, and the biggest lesson I learned as a parent was when I was started off, I really wanted to shape them to be my, like me because, you know, you think, I'm a, I'm a decent bloke, so let them be like me. But what I've realised over the years is that's, that's, for me, an incorrect parenting style. It's really seeing what God has put in them Great. and, and, and Great really team. making that flourish for them to be everything they're meant to be mm. in their walk, which I would say my three kids are in a, a completely different to who I am as a Very person, good. how they react to things and it's do awesome. things, but have similar values. Awesome. And that's the way I look at it. It's good. I've just got one more kind of, um, so for those, for those dads that are kind of in my area where you just got maybe a brand newborn one, um, listen to your wives, because I, um, I was like, no, I can do this, and then she's like, no, you're supposed to do this, this, and this, and at the time, I didn't, I was like, yeah, whatever, but now, she's not here, so she can say this now. You didn't mention this in the first service <laughs> yeah, yeah. when she was here. <laughs> 
so I actually do listen to her because they, they, like, they got the motherly instincts and they just right. know so much stuff. I was like, where does she know all this from? Right. And I pretend to know, but I didn't really. So that was, that, awesome. I did listen. I hope, I hope you're listening to the podcast, Marina. <laughs> <laughs> I, I keep going with the hot tips because I think these are really good. I think yeah. dads are atmosphere creators. Yep. I think that's an important thing for us. So a good test, uh, especially as your kids are a bit younger, is do they look forward to you coming home from work or oh, not? Yeah. Because if not, then we need to change to make sure that it's like, oh, cool, we're, we're, we're switching out of the stress of, for work and leaving work behind so that when we come home, we are, we're the fun guys, you know, we're creating fun and, and not like a fun guy that grows on you, but we're a fun guy. Um, Dad joke. Yeah, yeah, thank you, man. Uh, uh, you know, and whether, whether that's working out what that is, if it's kicking the footy around, if it's, if it's you know, playing dolls or whatever, if it's appropriate with the girls or what, but just, you know, just being fun and involved. And, and I think part of atmosphere creation is working out what your thing is that lightens the atmosphere of the, of the home. So for me, that's always been dad jokes. And awesome rapping. Rapping. Awesome, awesome rapping. So I've, I've got this sort of whole real anointing for awesome rapping. Did you want to demonstrate or something, did you? Was there, like, was there a moment? Just, okay, that, let's just say things I don't were tense around the home. Shining. Uh, so I would do something like, just like, here we are at Father's Day. My dad was Bill. Dan's dad was Ray. I'd go, it's that sort of thing, all right? Wow. And then, okay, I'd just, and then I'd keep going. The tip to being great fathers, being a great bloke, but if you really want to nail it, it's the Father's Day joke. Yeah, come on. Right here. Wow. This is just... Just got to work out, tap into what your thing is to create a great atmosphere. The kids die on the outside, but on the inside, they're like, oh, this is the best moment of my life, right? It's a gift. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So just got to go with it. That is yeah, a gift to your children. There we go. Yeah, just on that, because I, I think there's, you know, where possible, it's good to have a balance. Uh, AZ is very, very safety conscious. Uh, I'm go. extremely not safe. Exactly. That's Come the on. dad's role. Yes. That's, that's the dad's role. Correct. You can and jump risks. off that. And it's finding that balance for your kids where you don't kill them, but you don't, you don't put them in cotton wool. And it's finding that middle ground. And, uh, and I think that's the part of the role of a dad. Is to, that is a part of the know, role uh, of a dad. And I'm t- he's definitely uh, PC, politically correct. Right. I'm totally the opposite. Right. And it's just shaping the kids so that they can find their own yeah. way in the world and balance of what's... You know, risque and what's not so risque, and, yeah. and having a bit of time and if fun you, with it. If you go to the, the park, the, the the dads are pushing their kids on the swing Correct. super high. The mums are like, to see if you can the flip little it pushers. Over. Yeah, yeah. Like, how, how high can we go? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Run down that hill. What's the worst that could happen? Like that's. I reckon that's the role of dads, risk takers, to uh, to encourage a, a risk taking in, in our kids. That's celebrate that. And yeah. there's some bumps and bruises that's along true. the way, but that's fine. Yeah, kids aren't born with an instruction manual when they come out. I've noticed that. But you do learn by baby number three. They do bounce. It's okay. Oh, you know, it's, oh, there we go. <laughs> that head's bleeding. Head's bleeding. You'll be right. Let's patch it up. It move all on. grows back, doesn't it? It's it all does. Good. Which, which actually, you know, one of my sort of thoughts around this as well. Someone said it. I wish I could remember who it might have even been you, Pete. I don't know, but as a parent, th- there's things that you need to expect but not accept. 
that might happen. And that might be, you know, that there might be some injuries or risk or accident, but it's also in behaviour as well. So there's expected behaviour, but it doesn't mean I'm going to accept that necessarily as well. But going back over these tips that we're talking, I feel like there might be some moments and stories here, specifics. Is there, is there a specific moment, a funny story or experience as a, as, a, as a father that you'd like to sort of share from in this funny conversations or something that's happened? I just thought there might have been a... Well, on, 80, uh, on Ainsley's 40th birthday a few years ago, uh, only one year ago, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> well, she ain't here. Uh, <laughs> there's three, there's three informants but, here, though, man. But, so. uh, she, we went up to Cairns. We'd never been to Cairns. We went up with my brother and his wife and their two kids, and we've got this combi van, this really old combi van to drive around. And Ainsley's obviously looks at how, how we act and how the rest of the world may see us, but the other eight of us uh, aren't the same way. And so we're in the van, and we're trying to rock the van. So we're all in unison, trying to rock the van. Awesome. I can't remember what the song... What was the song that they, we did it to? I can't remember. There was one song that was... Every time it played on the radio, we would go straight into it, and we were trying to get to the point where we tipped the van over. Uh, and it was really fun, you know, because you're just having a great time. Uh, family just... It's a policeman, stuff. by the way, just so you know. So uh, we were all wearing our seatbelts. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Safety first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's oh, awesome. Let's go. Go, Dave. That's awesome. I've got one. Um, so this was when Isla was, she's a, a year and a half now. I think she was about three, four, maybe five months old. And um, I was having a great night, you know, just kicking back on the couch. And I thought, oh, I should have some ice cream. So I did. And um, Marina was, she was doing something else. She wasn't in the room. And, um, and Isla just kept looking at me. I was like, oh, did you want some ice cream? And um, so I fed her some. And then all of a sudden, her eyes were just like, bing. <laughs> and she started going crazy. And it was bedtime. And Marina's like, uh, <laughs> Marina had to put her to bed. And then she came back into the bedroom afterwards. And she's like, I don't know what it was about Isla tonight. She was just so crazy and didn't want to go to sleep. I'm like, hmm, I don't know what that is. <laughs> but then the next, day, the next day at work, I was praying, and, um, and then the Holy Spirit just came onto me so hard and convicted me. So I wrote her a message, and I was like, yeah, you know that ice cream? I mean, you know yesterday, Isla? That was me. I fed her ice cream. Oh. <laughs> I couldn't hold it in any longer. Yeah. Had kills. to come clean. Nice, nice moment. That's awesome. Yeah, she went well, wild. Uh, well, look, well, there, would, there would be a myriad of, of moments in our family, mostly to do with that risk-taking thing. One, one that comes to mind is uh, Danielle and I were visiting some friends. We were sitting on a patio, uh, two stories up, and the boys were maybe four and two, and we're sitting in the car, which is parked on a slope, and all of a the sudden, they'd taken the handbrake off, and put, and it just started you know, flying backwards down the hill, and it was like a <laughs> ditch and trees, and uh, so that, that's that risk-taking moment, and then, this is a great dad moment, I, in slow motion, jumped over the top, down, about, oh, must have been at least 20 feet, it was amazing how high I was. <laughs> And, uh, and ran in and grabbed and stopped them and um, yeah. And you know, it's the, they're, the, they're the dad moments where you're like, that was really bad, but on the inside you're like, that was pretty funny. Nailed it. So yeah. you just have to, have to you know, you put my dad face on, but then yeah. later on laugh, so yeah. Superhero dads. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things online of dad catching babies yeah, as they I fall. It's a great one. It's like, I yeah, the shot. babies are about to fall out of the uh -huh. way and uh, all that stuff. Hey, uh, look, I, I want to give a shout out while we're talking as well, because not everybody here is a dad, right. have their own children. But, but there are people in 
our world that, that we're going to talk about who you know we want to imitate and we've looked to to shape ourselves wow. and then that might be you know that could be anyone in here and also want to give a huge shout out this morning to single mums as well in the house who have oh, taken on. on the role exactly. you didn't ask for that we but you've taken on the role of being Sorry, go. that's awesome it's so true all the single mums all the dads who either have chosen or been unable to all the men who have been chosen or been unable to have um, children you know you're a very vibrant and important part of our church and we want to celebrate you today absolutely yeah very, very good. So, you know, the idea of, of, of having people in our world that we looked up to, the thought that uh, someone, Jeremy, joked about it before, of when I grow up, I want to be like Pastor John, or when I grow up, I want to be like Ian Dimon or, 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 or somebody. How that's shaped our worlds, men that we've looked up to is in the sense of, I suppose, spiritual fatherhood who we would want to imitate. Yeah, right. Cool. Yeah, I can start. Yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. right. So um, I touched on this really quickly at the start where um, my, um, my dad, he wasn't around after, um, after I was about 12, so critical years in my life. So um, for me, um, I always kind of looked up to guys that, are, that, are, that were older than me. At first it was um, my brother's friends, so I was very blessed. They were, half of them were youth leaders, so they just got me along to things, taught me things that, um, that my dad could have taught me, but um, he couldn't because he wasn't there. <laughs> then um, in business world, it was non-Christians, but still speaking kind of good principles into my life. So it's just God putting people in my life that are further ahead in the journey. And I think what, where I'm really blessed is that I had an open heart to actually receive from them, not to harden up and I remember there was a stage where I was blaming God. I was like, why did you take my dad away? <laughs> I was like, why? And, um, but he just repaid me so much with other people that he put in my life. It's Amazing. awesome. Amazing. Yeah, I split my parenting up into two parts. I have the first 12 years and the last 14 years. And I think in the first 12 years, I realised that I was doing it alone. I was basically, I, I would describe myself as... Um, arrogant, opinionated, and um, very functional in my parenting stock, and just in, as a person, really. Um, but when, I, when we were putting our marriage back together, I really embraced the relational aspect, and over the last 14 years, I've developed that, that aspect. And part of that is really coming alongside guys who have done life, uh, life well. And what I've always done is I've, I've looked to guys who are at that next stage ahead yeah. and, and really just wanted to ask them the question, right. how did you do it? Uh, what, were you, what were the things you failed at? Right. What did you do really well? Right. And what sort of insight? And so, not necessarily just speak to one guy, but speak to a number of guys because you've got you to shape it for your family situation, which is yeah. going to be different. Because you know, right. uh, And so you, you listen to a few people, and, and from that you can actually then navigate the next stage. And I remember when Jade was 16, my thought was, she's going to start dating. And uh, how do I transition from a father of, uh, of a teenage daughter and Madison being 14, to them starting dating and getting married. So I started hanging out with guys who had walked the journey and, and had their daughters married in the house of right. God yeah. and, and really embraced what they had to say, what mistakes they made. So by the time when Jade got married two years ago to Chris, um, it was a great day and I got rid of any stuff that, you know, emo, you know the emotive stuff that really holds us back and, right. and can limit us right. so that you can actually fully ex express that. And I think that's the key of spiritual dads in the house. Very good. Is that, as I always say, any, any person can really... It's easy to be a father, but it's, um, it, it's not easy to be a dad. Mm. And, and dads are, is a chosen role. Right. A father is a biological role, but a dad is a, is a chosen role. And, and I think I, I've taken on kids that aren't mine, mm. 
but I, I would see them as like mine. And, right. you know, and, and I think that's really the, where church can really excel yeah. in, the, in the world yeah. is that spiritual fatherhood. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, a, that's such a great thought. Such, uh, I think I love, I love the fact that, say, for example, David is our kids' church pastor. And if, if you're a parent, you can bring your kids, whether you're a single parent or you're married, you can bring your kids and there are great role models for your kids, um, David and Elizabeth, um, to kind of be able to put them in. A, and there's lots of awesome young people leading in there. Uh, the same with our youth ministry. So this is yeah. spiritual parenting. It's to be able to, uh, we've always, you know, when your kids are teenagers, you realize that, that there's going to be days, weeks, months uh, where they don't want to listen to you, where you know nothing, uh, but you actually want to connect them to maybe some more trendy, younger, closer to their age role models. So that's why we've always, uh, <laughs> more so in youth, I'm thinking at this point, but, uh, um, but, but really to make that choice to go, okay, we want to, you know, there's a saying that it takes a village to raise a child. And I really think that's a great thought. And I believe church is designed to be that village that we're, we're here to, the Bible says that he places the solitary in families. And so like I'd say, especially for single, single moms, single dads to really push into the church life, to make sure your kids come. And, and so we, we would intentionally um, get our kids in, in youth, whether they wanted to or not, because it was like we're, we're wanting to set the parameters and the role models and the key influences in your life. And we'd get them into sport and stuff. But there was coaches who had coached my boys at footy. And I'm like, I don't want you to be the primary role model. I don't want you to, I want you to have godly heroes. And they might be four years older than you or 10 years older than you. It's a little closer. But that's the beauty of providing spiritual fathers um, to, to younger kids. Mm. And then for all of us to be able to look around the room and see, multi, this, we're a multi-generational church and it's a yeah. wonderful thing. So to be able to find relationships and, and be inspired by people's mm. example, I think it's really important. It's so true. I, I, for years, and much like these gentlemen were saying, you know, I've always looked for people who, and it's not always age-related. There's something about an anointing on people's lives that they've, they've lived out and demonstrated wisdom in, in, in their world that, that they carry. And so, you know, Pastor John here has, on more than one occasion, stopped me running and into embracing arms of stupid um, that, you know, you can do. And so it's finding people in right. your life who you allow, yeah. just like you might go to a gym and work out and get a personal trainer who's going to yell at you about pushing out those extra reps and, and pushing out those extra weight. And, but allowing someone into your world who can actually yell at you and give you some coaching that you're going to take on and allow to frame you for the future to be the, to be the man or, or woman that you want to be and that God's got for you in your future awesome. and I suppose as part of that we've been talking about people that we've wanted to imitate but also about being people that are worth imitating right. so right. about spiritual leadership within our home family ministry workplace and so forth just mm. some thoughts around that the old you know it's not or it really shouldn't be I suppose do what I say not what I do yeah. but right. it lead by Example, right? That's the power of example. It's the doer of the word that's blessed. It's the one who actually acts uh, these things out. So, yeah, thoughts around that. Cool. All right. Yeah, I can start. Um, so for me, it's um, I grew up in a family, like I said earlier on, it was a Christian family. I heard my mum pray, my father pray, and I know they prayed for me for the whole time. 
And, um, and that's what I want to replicate in my life. If I want my kids to grow up knowing that they can pray things into being, I want, I want them to see that their dad's doing it. Awesome. Or if dad's doing it, I'm going to start doing it. I'm going to start so believing. Um, more, on a more practical level, if I want my kids to start doing the dishes when they become of age, I've got to do them at the start so they can see, oh, it's not, it's not too good for dad to do the dishes or help around the home. It's... Um, because then I can pass it off. <laughs> it's not beneath dad. Well, to I mean, clean why the else do you have kids except to do the chores, right? Exactly right. 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 The purpose. No, but that's serious. Like, if, if, I want my, if I want to see something in my kids' lives, I know that I need to go and that's do good. it first. I need to be the leader of the house. That's great. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, for me, I think, um, again, the, the first 12 years of parenting, I was very much on the reactional side. So it was always whatever the circumstance was. And that's where, unfortunately, anger and frustration right. Right. Uh, in your disciplining and all that sort of stuff really comes out. Yep. Um, I, I really embraced values as, uh, as part of the journey that I've been on the last 14 years. And our family values are spirit-led, authentic, generous, courageous, influential change agents. And it has to flow first, so has to flow first from the parents. Yeah. Because if you want to see it in your children, it needs to first be reflected. And what I see is I see my three amazing children who are generous, they are courageous, they are influential in their own worlds, they are, they are spirit-led, they are, are authentic. And so the things that we valued is what we parented from, and so therefore we tended to respond, not react. We responded from a values base, not from a situational base. And I think that's, for me, um, am I a great father? I'd say I'm a lot better than I was 14 years ago. Right. Uh, am I, could I be better? Definitely. Right. But am I still seeking to move forward? Yes. Yeah. But I think from great. values, you establish a great foundation. That's very good. I love that. Um, I, you know, I think that, I reckon most, I don't reckon I know anybody who says, oh, I'm a great dad. Like, I just, I think most of us are just feeling adequate. We're aware of our shortcomings. We're aware of the gaps, which is why to create a panel of men around our, men and women, but men around our kids' lives, it's like, well, where I'm inadequate, here's some other guys who have got strength so that you can sort of see a range of different things. But I think it's really, uh, it's a good parenting uh, mindset because um, our kids all go on different journeys at different paces and different issues that yeah. they face. So to always distinguish between uh, behavior and the child. Yeah. So, the, the, so uh, you know, a kid can do something naughty, but that doesn't mean they're naughty. So we've always tried to understand the power of our words, whether it's little kids, middle, teenagers, whatever. And so it's not a matter of if a child does something wrong or a teenager does something wrong of saying, well, you're a bad person because that will get into them and they'll behave out of that. It's important to, for me to never try and address things when I'm really angry in the moment, but to draw back, to think about it a little bit, and then to, to talk about the, the behavior and to distinguish the behavior from the person and go, okay, this, uh, that's unacceptable. That's not, you know, that you're better than that. Uh, th and this is why, and put consequences around the behavior but at the same time, just continue to make sure we're building up our kids, we're speaking into their future. Uh, you know, and look, that's easy in theory, because when they do something that you want to kill them for, um, you have to really 
go for a walk or, you know, draw back. And, and that, that's why parenting together is often cool because you can just go, I'm about to kill them, you're on, yeah. tag. I'm, I'm walking out of the room. So again, hats off to the single parents who have to be able to work out some way to, to be able to do that. But I think, you know, that distinguishing between the behavior and the person, yeah. let our words shape the person, you know. Absolutely. And yeah. that's the same with our spouses and everyone around our life. Our words shape the people around mm. our life. It's true. And, and I think that's an excellent um, thing that we don't ever try to, and, and sometimes we make mistakes, and I'm a great believer that you need to re- be the first one to, yes, to yeah. apologise and, and repent and, and, and say, yeah, that was, I shouldn't have said it that way. Right. Um, but I think it's when you, if you're angry, it's better to win the relationship than yes. the issue. Yeah. Because the issue is something that it needs to be managed over time. It doesn't have to be resolved today. Right. And so, therefore, win the relationship, not the issue. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, I think the idea of perfect parenting, be a dad or a mum, is probably, well, it's not probably, it is an illusion. Yeah. But just, yeah, but being there, right. <laughs> just being there, engaged. Good. Pastor John was sharing before, those hands-on moments, those throwing the balls, those painting the pictures or playing with the dolls or whatever it is in their age-appropriate way. I, I don't think Jackson's playing with his dolls anymore now with, with you, is he? Well, no, I don't want to share that with no, you. No, no, sorry, not for like the family <laughs> secret. But, you know, I think one you of the moved keys... out, so it's just a little awkward. <laughs> <not so>. sure. <laughs> I think one of the keys as well, and I, I believe we'd all say the same thing in our, in our families, is really holding up and honouring above the, the, what's going on in the family is, is mum, is our wives, and oh. honouring of the wives that, that my kids know that dad is always going to side with mum. Right. You're not going to come between us. We're on the same side with this. I'll always honour mum. Are you going to dishonour mum? And I remember my four-year-old, when Isaac right. was four, raising his hand and he hit he hit my wife, he hit Elizabeth, and I had to deal with him. And, and the way I dealt with that wasn't actually to smack him at that time, it was actually to take his favourite toy. And I'd actually put his hands in my hands and I made him hold my hands. I said, my hands are big. He said, yes. And I said, have you ever seen me take my hands and hurt your mum like you did today? No. Then why do you think you can do that? And he just, he, he, he realised it came. And I took his favourite toy, a little Lightning McQueen, and I smashed it to bits in front of him. And he screamed, you've broken my heart, Daddy. And said, that's exactly what you do to my heart when you raise your hand against Mum. You've never, ever done it again. And, I, you know, that's, that's just... One story. I might, I hope it might doesn't be a come bit... out on a couch one day. Yeah, might, it might do. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? There'll be all sorts of things that kids always, are going to have to come out with. You know what? That with. thought's always in the back of my mind. Is this going to be a story that they talk about to a counsellor yeah. one day? Yeah. <laughs> Left them locked in a car. Or... <laughs> that may have happened once. I forgot them. I left them at church. I've done that before. Yeah. But... I don't know that. But the, the idea that mum is worthy of honour. That's a great thought. We love, we love, our, well, we've all got a wife, but collectively wives. Right. Um, and we, yeah. we hold them up. Um, so the, probably just as we come towards a close, really, as, as a father, all we seek to do is a, talk about demonstration of, of love as a father. It might be through providing or protecting or imparting. What are some closing thoughts just around that that? that revelation or that demonstration rather of love as a, as a dad? 
right. Um, I think a it, wise one. Yeah, I've got two years of experience in this field. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm lucky because they, they want my love at the moment, the kids. So um, I think it's just, like you said, Pastor John, um, it's, it's making that time for them because that's, that's what I missed most when I was a young boy. It's like being able to go fishing with my dad, being able to go to the races or something with my dad to watch car racing, to, um, to go to a sports game with my dad. And as I said, I had awesome people that took me along and with their families and do that kind of stuff, but nothing replaces that one-on-one time because I think that's, for us guys, that's, that's where relationships are born like, and, and built, like doing stuff together with your, yeah. with your sons and with your daughters. So I think, yeah, in the last years, that's what I learned with Isla. Like we go on daddy day dates and, um, and I'll take her down to the beach and for a, for a coffee and a um, little baby Chino. So it's that's awesome. Good. So good. <laughs> I think the biggest challenge for, I think for many men is that we tend to be very functional in our orientation and it's always being mindful of what is the relational message with your children and looking at what is the relationship because sometimes we can be so consumed by getting things done that we forget to be and uh, we we must be fathers, not do fathers And, 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 and just take a moment, take a breath and ask yourself the question, what am I missing in this right. relationship right. that I need to focus on? Because we can be so consumed by getting things right and done that we actually miss it. Very good. Very good. I, you know, I think that one of the key thoughts for me would be to realise in my gaps and my inadequacies that my ultimate aim is to connect my kids to their Heavenly Father. Yeah. That, that's, that's my ultimate aim. So, so where I'm going to you know, let them down or where I'm going to make mistakes or not be up to speed, I, I want them ultimately to have a relationship with God who will be the perfect father for them. God who will fill the gaps. God will cover my mistakes. And so, again, for me, that's why... You know, church life is such an important thing as a dad. You know, there can be so many other options that will pull me, that that can pull us away. But to to bring our kids up in the house of God, you know, as a kid who got brought up in the house of God, that there are such great memories for me. Sitting in church uh, as a little kid beside my dad, holding his hand. You know, he had big farmer's hands, and just being in that sort of space beside him is such a great memory. And uh, I think all hell will come against dads in terms of bringing your kids to church. Um, but that's often the primary way that you're going to create a God space in yeah. their life. And the consistency of doing that week in, week out um, will build something into your kids, uh, yeah. not just through your teaching, but tag teaming with everybody else around here to, to help them get that relationship. And, and, you know, the Bible says if you train up your child in the way that they should go when they're old, they won't depart from it. They might have a detour, but you're planting seeds into their heart that will will bear fruit in the future. So that would be my thought. And I, I would love to close by praying because we're going to come to a, come to a close. And just right across the room, why don't we close our eyes. Um, Father, I just pray right now for every person in this room where there are wounds from our own dads, Lord, where there's been um, mistakes that they made or whether they were absent or whether they weren't there at all for for whatever reason, whether it was their fault or their choice or not. Lord, you know that today brings up pain for many people. And I'm asking that your healing power, Holy Spirit, would come into this room and you'd bring healing into our hearts. Father, I'm praying for all the dads here today and where there are regrets, Lord, where there are just, we're conscious of mistakes that we've made and things that maybe almost feel like they're irreparable. 
Lord, we know that you're the God who covers things and that you can turn all things and work them together for good. So I pray, Lord, where there's, where there's broken relationships with children or with parents, that hope would come into people's hearts today. Lord, that you can change that, that you can turn it around, that you can restore relationships. Your word says that you'll turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children to the fathers. And I pray today, God, where there's concerns about kids away from you, where there's concerns about family, where there's broken relationships. Lord, right now, they'd come into our hearts a peace. And that the miracle working power of God, even now, even today, would begin to turn situations around. We ask you for that, Father, in your mighty name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. And well, as we come to a close here, we just really trust that this has been an encouragement and a strength to you this morning. Would you stand to your feet and uh, join me in thanking our panelists Thank this morning for the gold they've shared? Thank you.